Hello, everyone. I'm Daniel Molinari, and this is the Around Kuwait podcast. Today is episode three, and today we're going to talk about drones. Today's actually Memorial Day, uh, so I hope you guys are at least enjoying the day off, if you have the day off from work. I don't. I get to go into work later today. So in today's show, um, talking about drones. Drones are great technology. It's a great way to get aerial photographs for art projects, your Facebook page, whatever. It, it provides a great perspective um, that we don't typically see. And this is definitely an emerging technology um, that almost anyone can use. Back in October, I actually started my own uh, drone media company called Collective Imagery. Uh, primarily, I shoot for real estate purposes, so going, taking either pictures or video outside of houses and around properties, um, and actually recently got to do a really cool project with the Norman Howard School, uh, filming the interior of the school with the drone, which is a lot of fun and a, a pretty unique challenge flying around some smaller rooms. But once again, different perspective completely. Talking a little bit about this, there's two ways to fly a drone. You can either do it as a hobbyist or you can do it for a commercial reason. Anything that's deemed a commercial reason would be flying it for hire, um, whether you're being paid, you're, yeah, I'll fly your house if you seal my driveway, considered a commercial operation. Um, <clears throat> even just, you know, you think you're flying for a hobby, but you're putting the video up on a, as a monetized video on YouTube, then technically makes it a commercial operation. And any of these commercial operations by the law in the U.S., you have to be an actual drone pilot. Um, it falls under the normal rules of pilots, which is called Title 14 of the Code of Federal Regulation, um, Part 107. And the Part 107 basically spells out, yeah, you have to have a drone between a certain weight. So a half pound to 55 pounds, you got to be over 16, got to take a written test um, done at a testing facility, and that costs 150 bucks. Um, beyond that, you go through a process of being vetted by TSA, and then you get this really cool blue and green card that says, yep, you're a registered um, drone pilot by the FAA. Cool, except they can't print these things ever level, and it looks like it was printed at home. Um, we have a lot, as a commercial drone pilot, we have a lot of restrictions. Um as far as airspace goes. And we can apply for things such as waivers or short-term authorizations where we get to fly in these restricted airspaces. And those are not easy to get. It's a very drawn out process. We have to apply for these by going through the FAA's website. Um, and unfortunately, it's very understaffed at their end of it. And it's supposed to take 90 days and unfortunately, it's taking about 90 days until someone looks at these and then 90 days to process. And then it's probably a one in 10 chance that it actually gets approved with not much reasoning behind it saying, yep, this is why it didn't get approved. So that part gets very frustrating. And unfortunately, that leads a lot of people to just, I'm going to go fly it anyways. Um, and unfortunately, this industry is getting plagued with a lot of people flying illegally. Hobbyists can do pretty much anything they want as long as they're following some type of safety guidelines. The biggest thing I would say um, 
for people I get a lot of comments you know are you spying on my house or I don't want you flying over my property to I've gotten threats via Facebook Messenger um, I've had people yell threats to me outside and I would say if you do happen to see someone flying a drone have a polite conversation with them um, and if you feel the need that this person is doing something illegal, just call the police. The police have been trained by the FAA how to report these things. But my personal favorite thing that I absolutely love is if I'm out flying, shooting a house. Um, I love it when the neighbors come out and start talking to me. A lot of people come out and they're like, hey, this is cool. Can I watch? Yeah, sure. Just, you know, don't answer your cell phone right next to me because it can interfere with it. But um, sometimes that can be really fun, and it's great when you have different generations. Um, especially you get the the older generation; they come out and they see the technology, and they're like just completely blown away with the the size of the drone. And when I tell them, it's like, yeah, this can shoot 4K video, and this is you know television broadcast quality video that this tiny little drone can capture. Um, it's just great to see that when they like, wow, this is really cool. So for those that are curious as to what the the limitations are, I'm not going to sit here and read all of the laws because most of you would fall asleep as I probably would reading it. The big things to know, the, the drones cannot fly over 400 feet, no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, and that's 400 feet above the ground or the tallest structure around. There is airspace restrictions um, if you're curious and you're listening, and you're like, hey, is there, is it legal to fly over my house? There's a great website and app called AirMap. And if you use it on your phone and you have the location services on, you just open it, hit the little map, and it'll tell you exactly what's nearby. Drones can't fly within certain distances of most airports that have controlled airspace. Really interesting to tell, you know, where you are. So if you live in a restricted zone, you see a drone, yeah, absolutely, call 911. The other big thing with drones is can't fly over people unless you have a waiver, which I've only seen one come out so far from the FAA, and that had some really tight restrictions on it. But yeah, flying over people is a big, big no-no, and that's directly overhead of people. Other than that, the biggest thing I get is you don't have the right to take pictures of this. And this is where the U.S. law and privacy gets kind of tricky. Um, but the long, short answer <laughs> of it is, yeah, I do. Um, and so do all the other drone pilots. Um, basically, reasonable right to privacy. Um, if I'm standing on a public sidewalk, public street, any normal public right of way, I can basically, t and I take off and launch from that position, yes, I can pretty much take a picture of anything I want, um, as well as all the other drone pilots out there. Where that gets tricky, if you see a drone hovering outside a window taking pictures, yeah, that that's a problem. But typically, well, let me back up. So typically, if I'm going to be filming a house, a lot of it is orbits around the property um, and... A lot of times I'll actually just place the drone at about 85 feet at the front edge of the property and the drone's programmed to take 60 pictures 
and those get stitched together and make like this cool 3D panoramic bubble. And those are really kind of cool because then you can put it on Facebook, move the phone around, you move with it in a natural way. Things that you're not going to see. Anything inside the windows. The resolution isn't that good in the drones yet. Plus, at the altitude that the drones are at, typically you get a reflection in the windows and you see a reflection of grass or a driveway. So, in that regards, yeah, there's really nothing that we can see. Um, to prove a point to someone, I had someone that thought I was spying in their windows of their house um, on the other side of our town here, out flying. And I, you know, okay, fine, whatever. I, I respected them, did not take any pictures in the direction of their house. I exchanged information with them. We exchanged emails, and I told them I would provide them a copy of the footage that they could see that there really wasn't anything in the house. And I went home and took a picture about 10 feet off the ground at about 10 feet away from a big picture window on the front of my house. And I sent them a copy of the raw image where you couldn't really see anything and then doctored the photo. I doctored the photo in Photoshop and really way adjusted out the, the images to the point where it was almost a black and white image where the whites were all blown out and you really couldn't see anything. But at that point, you could just see the cat sitting in the front window. Now, for those that just want to fly drones and do it as a hobby, you have fun thing to do with kids, all for that. Um, the only thing I would recommend, just I would go on the FAA's website, just double check what the current regulations are. The regulations are always changing. Um, in fact, we're in the, the big upheaval of a major change to them right now. Drones are required currently to be registered, um, which takes about a minute and a half to do on the FAA's website, and costs a whole $5. Uh, you get a unique code. That code's supposed to be written on the, the drone, uh, typically in the battery compartment, um, so that if the drone is recovered, if it does crash, things like that, that's a way to track it back to the pilot. Hobbyists um, got together, and one guy out west, uh, John Taylor, uh, had a case that he brought to a federal court saying that it's illegal to mandate hobbyist drones um, as it falls under different laws that were created a few years ago as well as a few decades ago um, where the federal government couldn't regulate RC planes. Um, and it kind of fell into that, and it was just... He won just recently the other day. So now there's the big process of, you know, when does this go into effect? In the meantime, I, to be honest, I would just pay the $5, get it registered. If it goes away, it goes away. But I, flying an unregistered drone and getting caught, it's a pretty severe fine. Uh, last I heard, it's a minimum of 27500 which is a, a hefty fine. It, it's worth the $5. But a commercial drone pilot, I really don't care if the government charges for the registration. The big thing is, is it made people go to the FAA's website and typically through their their tracking of clicks, yeah, the biggest page that people came from before re clicking the registration link was the, they, they're getting started flying drones page, which was a, a summary of the rules. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing we're going to lose if this doesn't go before an appeals court. 
So besides taking pretty pictures, there's a ton of uses right now for drones. Uh, beyond the biggest thing that drones are used for in this country is real estate photography. Um, it's a great way to show a property, uh, the house, the surrounding land, makes it look really pretty. It gives you a different perspective. Um, it really does bridge that gap between what agents can take with cameras on the ground and Google Earth. Other big things that drones are used for, uh, mapping. Um, if you have like a construction site, let's say a row of trees got cleared out and a apartment complex was going to be put in, it, it's a good way to um, map out the area. And with publicly available elevation data, you can create a 3D model and very cost effectively find out what happens if we get three inches of rain, where does that water go? Um, a big thing that's emerging right now is using non-visual uh, style cameras that can fly over crops um, and measure out if there is part of the crop that is diseased, part of the crop that is underwatered. Um, that's really kind of a really cool merging market, especially since farming is huge in our country. Other things are volumetric measuring. You could program a drone to fly a different way around a giant pile of rock and actually pretty accurately measure out how much rock is there in that odd-shaped pile. And the list can go on and on and on beyond just taking pretty pictures. So if anyone wants any more information, a detailed list of what's allowable, what isn't allowable, or down to, hey, my kid got a drone this past Christmas, and what are the rules? Um, quickest way to do that, go to the FAA's website, which is just www.faa.gov. On the main page, you'll see a little green button that says UASs, which is the technical term for a drone. It's got a picture of a little drone on it. Click it. There's a very concise and easy-to-read listing of the rules, as well as a link to the actual drawn-out rules from Title 14, Part 107. I would give them a quick read. Um, also, if for some reason you feel like a complaint needs to be made or you want to talk to the FAA, the best way to do that is to contact our local um, FISDO, which is the Flight Standards District Office, uh, which we do have one here in Rochester, which is awesome. There's a, some really nice people that work there. I would just reach out to them and just say, hey, I have a question, or what can someone do regarding someone flying nearby my house or they can give you the, the ins and outs that they're the final say. They're also the ones that, if there is an issue, would be the ones to investigate the issue. The one other point I want to make uh, regarding drones is be careful what you say. Um, so right now drones are federally registered aircraft. So in the eyes of the law, um, making a threat against a drone or damaging someone's drone, shooting at a drone, actually falls under the same law um, as it would a 747 airliner. Um, and that is one thing that the FAA is cracking down on, is people making threats against drones. Um, two colleagues of mine that are both commercial drone pilots from different parts of the country. Um, one guy is named Brad Jones. The other one is David Boggs. Both have had 
drones that cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars shot out of the sky uh, by someone that thought it was funny. Um, the penalty for this is actually, I believe, it is 20 years in jail uh, as well as a $50,000 fine um, for intentionally damaging a registered aircraft. Um, however, making threats against the aircraft is starting to carry some penalties, so please don't be that person and post on Facebook that I will shoot your drone out of the sky because they are looking for these things. Just do yourself a favor and be an adult and don't do it. If you'd like to follow more information on the show, best way to do is I would go to facebook.com slash podcast. Um, hit like, and then there is also a discussion group that's linked on there as well, um, which is a way to discuss past topics on the show, current projects, the things we're trying to do together on the show, um, and just make any general discussions about town and things like that. Uh, also, feel free to email the show at arondequate.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, one recent member on the discussion group actually... Uh, had the suggestion that on every show we should uh, talk a little bit about the history of the town. Um, so in doing that, I did a quick uh, history search based on the Irondequoit website as well as a few other websites, and there was a few things I did not know. So the two things I'm going to leave you history-wise on this is actually up until uh, 1839, our part of town here was actually uh, part of Brighton, and the two towns separated in 1839. This was a huge farming community um, in almost all farmland uh, way back in the day in the 1800s. And I was actually kind of shocked to learn that the greatest crop that we had was peaches. Um, and we were actually known for our peaches around here, uh, which was really interesting. Um, I would have guessed apples or grapes or something along those lines first, but I guess peaches were the number one thing back then. Coming up in future shows... We're going to be discussing a little bit more about traffic safety as well as trying to put together a really big show for everyone. I've been working for a while and doing a lot of research. One of the, the next big shows that I want to do is going to discuss um, social media and freedom of speech, um, which tends to be kind of an issue here in our town. We have a, our unofficial Ironicoit Facebook group, and some of the discussion on there gets overly heated. And there's a lot of people that talk censorship versus freedom of speech uh, versus just not being a nice person and sometimes making mean-spirited attacks. So where does the line get drawn? And that show is going to discuss that topic in length. So anyways, other than that, I hope everyone has a good Memorial Day weekend and enjoy. Enjoy.